0: Today, I'm going to be talking about false flags, tyranny, and lies on today's version of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today, and Bob Bierman will be back tomorrow with another great episode of Truth to Ponder. Well, it seems like... The world just keeps on doing what it's doing, and we need Jesus so bad. The world just absolutely needs Jesus. Right now, it seems like there's a lot of rejection of Jesus going on, which is very biblical. The Bible spells out very clearly what's going on right now. But today, I wanted to talk about the three main topics, was tyranny, lies, and false flags. And I think I'm going to start with the false flags and get right into the meat of the show. Through the years, many nations have used what are called false flags to start wars. And what a false flag is, is just a deception. It's when you do something but say that someone else did it so you can punish them. And I think that it's amazing right now that they're telegraphing the next false flag... As being a nuclear event as far as a nuclear power plant some sort of a rupture and leakage of radiation. And the newspapers all over the country are saying Russia is planning on a terror attack. Russia is going to sabotage and do a terror attack on this nuclear facility. Well, which is very strange because why would you do a terrorist attack on something that you control? It's in Russian hands. And why would you do a terrorist attack and contaminate that whole area, including your own country? Because the prevailing winds generally are going to blow the radiation towards Russia. Just like they said that Russia blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, which was a false flag that Russia did not fall for. They were hoping that Russia would strike back, but Russia didn't do it. Then they blew up the dam, displaced multitudes of people, ruined a lot of property. People lost their lives. It was horrible. And, of course, they blamed Russia, which was odd because Russia controlled the dam, and it was Russia's fortifications that were wiped away in the floodwaters, and the vast majority of people affected by the floodwaters were ethnic Russians. And so this has been tried in Ukraine war several times. And if you remember, the missiles that hit Poland and Ukraine immediately said, oh, Russia was shooting missiles at Poland, when in reality, the missiles were Ukrainian and they were anti-missile weapons. I guess you would call them anti-missile missiles and some debris landed in Poland Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Russia's perfect. But when you have all of these newspapers saying Russia is going to do this massively bad event, and then NATO says, well, if Russia does it, then we're going to come in and then we're going to officially be a part of this war, so Russia better not. Now, Russia not being stupid, of course, if they were planning on it and were caught planning it, And we're told if you go through with it, you're going to have bad consequences. Of course, Russia would back down and just simply not do it. But the mere fact that we have corrupt politicians that are already saying, well, if this nuclear power plant, if it leaks anything, we're going to war. And they've been trying to go to war now for over a year. I'm talking about NATO. They want to go to war with Russia so bad. I think it's absolutely criminal. And so the false flag I want you to watch out for is this nuclear power plant, the largest in Europe, is going to have some sort of an explosion or a rupture or something's going to happen. And all of a sudden, everyone's going to say, see, see what Russia did? Russia blew up that nuclear power plant. But just to keep everything based in reality here, the offensive that Everyone's been waiting for that Ukraine was going to launch this massive counterattack. Well, it fizzled. It's absolutely been defeated so far, and, and there's really no indication that they're going to be successful in any way, shape, or form. And so the desperate party here is the Ukrainians. And they've been given a deadline by NATO that unless they see results by this month, the 11th of this month, the month of July, well, then NATO is going to stop giving him so much aid. And so it's worth billions of dollars for these corrupt politicians in Ukraine and also NATO to skim money off the top and do other things that they're doing. And so there's no way they want that pipeline to be shut down. And these people don't care anything about the environment. They don't care anything about humanity. All they care about is themselves. And Russia has been the biggest scapegoat for the last several years. Every time something happens, it's always Russian disinformation, or it's Russia's fault, or Russia's been meddling, or Russia's been hacking. And I do believe Russian hackers have done some damage. I think that's correct. But everything else has been proven false. And also, at this nuclear power plant, there are international observers. And they don't observe anything that Ukraine has said is going on as far as Russia laying mines around the strategic parts of that plant and also placing bombs around the nuclear reactors. The commission that oversees nuclear facilities says that that didn't happen. But then they're quick to say, but it could happen. It might happen. And so they're actually walking in lockstep with the rest of the corrupt people. And why Russia isn't coming out and really laying it out that they're being framed for this false flag is beyond me. So I can only hope for humanity's sake and also the environment's sake that Russia can stop whatever Ukraine is planning on doing to that power plant and stop it in its tracks. And so there is no leakage. And I've heard through the grapevine, which is not a very good place to get information anytime, especially during war. But there's someone that claims to be in the United States military and claims to be high up enough the food chain that has some information. Of course, you take this with a grain of salt. But this serviceman says that the United States and Ukraine are going to do a joint mission and they're actually going to bomb this nuclear power plant and it's going to be the Americans that are going to bomb it and this man is in the United States military, he says it's going to happen for sure just in the next few days. But again that's through the grapevine and you know how much disinformation is there and that's a bunch. But just like the battleship Maine got us into the Spanish-American war and like the Gulf of Tonkin, got us into Vietnam War, and the false flag that happened between Poland and Germany that started World War II as far as in Europe, and then you have the false flag of us going into Iraq with the weapons of mass destruction that were not there, and there were no connections at all between Saddam Hussein and the Al-Qaeda terrorists. What I'm getting at is the United States government has used false flags for generations to get us into wars, and then when you have that crazy Lindsey Graham and other senators like him that are absolutely bloodthirsty warmongers that will do anything to get us into a war because it pads their pocket, if you had handed Lindsey Graham a gun and said, there's the front line, go get him, tiger, I imagine he'd wet his pants and just run. But he's quite the chicken hawk, as long as he's the one back in Washington making money. And I'm going to be talking about the tyranny that's coming out of Washington and all over the place, for that matter, in just a few minutes. But I want you to watch out for false flags. And the false flag that is really imminent, I feel, is that we're going to see a nuclear, some sort of an event at the power plant. And, of course, everyone will immediately blame Russia. And for some reason, NATO says that that will be an attack on them, and that gives them the right to go in. NATO has the right to do nothing. Just like they say Russia didn't have the right to go in Ukraine, well, NATO doesn't have the right to go into Ukraine either and fight on either side. And so the way I look at it is everybody needs to get out of Ukraine. But it seems like the Ukrainians are being used for cannon fodder. And before I go into my other subjects, I want to finish by saying this about Ukraine. It is my wish that the Ukrainian military would pick up their weapons and turn around and go to Kiev and rid themselves of their tyrannical dictator that is making sure that so many of a whole generation of young men are slaughtered. If Ukraine will do what Italy did in World War II, when Italy went in and grabbed Mussolini and they beat him to death and shot him and stabbed him, they did a whole lot to that man, then they stripped him naked and hung him from the town square. And I do believe that that's what Zelensky is going to end up, but I hope it's sooner than later. Because way too many Ukrainians are dying, and they're dying for NATO, they're dying for Lindsey Graham, they're dying for the military-industrial complex. They're not dying for freedom, because the people in Donbass, they want their freedom, and they voted for their freedom. Just like the referendum that was held in Crimea. Crimea was Russian for years and years and years, and the people just simply voted to go back to Russia. And as far as I can tell, that was a heavily monitored election with United Nations observers, and it was all certified as being fair and honest. But I guess the United States doesn't like fair and honest elections. I guess that's part of the problem. But I think that the powers that be in Washington and in Berlin and just everywhere, London, they want to see an escalation. They want to see it so bad. They're willing to blow up a part or maybe the whole complex. It's a huge nuclear facility. It's been described as being somewhat like its own city. It's that big. And the mere fact that they're coming out and saying, well, Russia's already decided, it's already been planned and it's written down and it's been voted on and passed that they're going to do this terrorist attack. So... Why don't you produce the minutes of the meeting if there was a meeting about it? And why don't you produce some evidence instead of saying that it was voted on by the politicians in Russia? What I'm getting at is the whole thing stinks. It's not only a false flag, it's quite a bad one as far as, as far as how they're projecting what they're going to do. And what the West doesn't understand is that you have a handful of countries in the West that are going to believe that Russia did that. They're going to believe anything the media tells them. But the rest of the world, they're watching, and the rest of the world is not stupid. And they see what's going on, and they will know instinctively that Russia did not do what they're going to be accused of doing. What happens between Ukraine and Russia is their business. It's not my business. It's not anyone else's business. But, Since my tax money is going over there, it has made it my business. And I've looked at it very closely. I think both sides have done some horrible things, and both sides have been wrong on many issues. But I think the fundamental core issue is, is that if an army was in Mexico with the sole purpose of trying to attack the United States, if that was their sole purpose, I know for a fact the United States military would deal with it, and they would destroy that army or run them out of Mexico to where they'd never come back. That's exactly what we would do. And if you don't think the United States government would not do that if there was a hostile force, military force, in Mexico with the sole purpose of fighting us, you better believe we'd deal with it. And so you can't fault Russia for doing the same thing that we would do And all of the false flags that have happened so far have been done by Ukraine and Ukraine's allies, and most of the lies. Now, I know that Russia lies all the time. The propaganda is horrendous that comes out of Moscow, but I think it's even more horrendous what comes out of Moscow and Kiev and London and many other seats of power in the Western world. And I think that everyone is lying, and they're lying an awful lot. And I'm going to be sprinkling that through the show, some of the lies that are happening. But I want to move on to the tyranny. We have tyranny everywhere. Joe Biden is a tyrant. Our Congress, our Senate, our House of Representatives are full of tyrants. Our Supreme Court is full of tyrants. Our whole judicial system. Clear on down to the justice of the peace in your local town. There's tyrants in every branch. There's tyrants that work at the Division of Motor Vehicles. There's tyrants that work in our prison system. There's tyrants that work for your county sheriff. There's tyrants on your local police force. There's tyrants in your city council. There's tyrants in your school boards. We now live in the age of tyranny, and also we're not being represented. These people that get just a grain of power all of a sudden want to do what they want to do and they don't care anything about their constituents. All they care about is making a lot of money or becoming very famous. And I would have to say right now we have the stupidest crop of lawmakers that the world has possibly ever seen as a collective. You have this AOC and this Maxine Waters and I mentioned Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell. We have some of the most evil people, and they're stupid. And then recently here, the White House had to be evacuated because a cocaine was found in the White House. It must have been a visit from Hunter Biden to the big guy to give him his 10%. And he spilled some of his cocaine. We have the most corrupt, tyrannical group of people in the history of our country in Washington right now, no matter what party. I don't care if they say they're independent, I don't care if they're Republican, I don't care if they're Democrat, the whole bunch, collectively, is as rotten as a rotten egg. They're just absolutely rotten to the core. And it seems like all they care about is enriching themselves and enriching their families, creating a legacy for them, putting pork barrel spending first and so they can have a bridge named after them or maybe a freeway or a highway or maybe a building, or a library, a school, just anything. And so their name will last forever, of all the great things they did for their district. But while they're in Washington, they're playing games and selling us down the river. Now, I would read to you especially what Thomas Jefferson said. And, of course, he's one of our founding fathers and also a former president. But if I would read the actual words of Thomas Jefferson, I would imagine that there would be some podcast sites that would ban this episode as hate speech because it's so strong. But I'm going to tell you right now, our founding fathers hated tyranny, absolutely despised tyrants. King George was a tyrant and they got rid of him, and they did not want to trade one tyrant for another. But not only do we have a tyrant in the White House. We have a tyrant in almost every government building, in every government office, from municipal to county to state, federal. doesn't make any difference. Everywhere you go, there's a tyrant. I went into my local courthouse to get the tags renewed on my car, and all I had was $2 in my pocket. And for some reason, they now screen you and make you walk through a metal detector to go in and get your car tags which I think is ridiculous. So I went in, and I had my money in my hand, and I said, I am nothing in my pockets. But this is what I got in my hand. He said, put it in a tray. I said, no, sir. He said, put it in a tray. I said, no, sir. That's my money. He said, it doesn't matter. Put it in a tray. I said, I don't trust you. I'm going to keep this money in my hand. You've seen it. You know what it is. I'm going to walk through the x-ray machine. And he threatened to call a sheriff deputy. And I said, call him. I said, I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm complying with everything except handing you my money, and you've seen what I have in my hand, and it's just $2. I thought it was worth my time to point out to the man that he was nothing but a bully and a tyrant, and it was people like him that make the whole system just rotten to the core. And I might have cooperated with him a little bit, but I'd been through there dozens of times with other people doing screening and done the same thing, and they and they always just let me go through. And so I said, well, every time I go through, I never put my money in that. I never have. And he says, well, you haven't been here for the last five years then because I'm here every day. And I said, oh, you're here every day. The courthouse is open. You don't take any breaks or holidays He goes, I'm here every day. I'm here every shift, every hour. This is open. It's me screening. Well, he lied to me because I was just there a few days earlier and there was a female there and not him. So he was telling me that he never leaves his post. 365 days a year, he's right there. And I just shook my head and told him, well, if you want to call the sheriff, go ahead. Because I was determined at that point I was going to go after his job because the guy was just an idiot. But it seems like that when you have tyrants at the top, it fizzles down all the way to the lowest ranking people, like people watching a door and make you go through a metal detector. I don't know how many people have been on an airline that... After 9-11, flying domestically on an airline is bad enough, but internationally, it's just a nightmare. And I've flown internationally twice since 9-11, and I don't ever plan on doing it again. I don't like doing business with a airline or a airport terminal where they treat you like you're a felon instead of a customer. And there are certain stores that when you walk into the store... You have people there that want to see your ID before you walk in. Some of these you have to be a member, but some of them you don't. And then when you go through checkout and you're headed out the door, they stop you and they look at your receipt and then they look inside your bags. And that happened to me one time. Once was enough. I almost went and put everything back and got my money back because I'm not a shoplifter. And so being treated like a shoplifter was unacceptable. And so I will never go back. And then you look at the homeowners associations. You talk about tyrants. You have all these people that maybe they invested well in the stock market or had a really good job and they have a nice pension. And so they buy a home in a homeowners association group. Then instantly you have people that are watching every move. If your grass is a quarter inch too tall, well, you're going to get a visit. If Uncle Ned shows up in his classic car and it needs paint and it's sitting in front of your house, well, you'll get a visit. You're not supposed to park those kind of cars in our homeowners association. And you buy the house, you pay the taxes, but yet the homeowners association tells you what color it is and how you can remodel or if you can remodel. And if you have a buyer for your house, they have to approve that buyer. And so there's no way I would spend my hard-earned money and have a group of tyrants overseeing what I do. I'd last exactly five seconds in a homeowner's association before there would be an issue. I know I was driving a classic pickup truck, and it was freshly restored. Brand-new paint, just a beautiful job. And I visited someone who was in a homeowner's association, and about 15 minutes after I got there, there was a knock at the door, and it was the police. And they wanted to know who owned the truck that was out front. And I said, well, I do. And they said, well, it's been parked there for weeks. And I said, weeks? And they said, yeah, it's been parked there for weeks. That's what the homeowners association said, and, and, and we can't have old vehicles on the street. And You either have to move it or we have to impound it. I said, officers, I just got here 15 minutes ago. I've never been here before. Said, go out and put your hand on the motor. Motor's still warm. I said, also, look for any leaves or any debris or anything that's under that pickup. Because vehicles that sit for a long time tend to gather little things under the tires and so forth. And so I stood up to the law enforcement and I convinced them that the phone call they got was bogus. But that's just another example of tyranny. And when you have tyranny in your own home and tyranny at your schools, And tyranny at your job, tyranny when you go in to pay your taxes or get your tags. And if you have a court date, you run into tyranny. And there's nobody to call and talk to because chances are really good the person you're talking to on the phone or visiting with face-to-face is a tyrant. Now, you might say, wow, Jim, you're really soured on things. Well, I'm sick of tyranny. And we've been tolerating it, and that's why it's grown. I know that several generations back, especially the generation they call the greatest generation, they would not tolerate this. And I don't think any generation before that would tolerate it. And I think that only the last two or three generations, it's been like a greenhouse for growing tyrants. And the reason I'm bringing it up in this show is that if we want to see some positive changes and something that we can physically do, is we can resist the tyranny. When you run into a tyrant, we need to call him out and say, you're a tyrant. I will not deal with you. I've watched so many videos of medical tyranny as far as all the lockdowns and the social distancing and what the police did to average people that were just walking their dog, sometimes in their own yard. It just was, it's just amazing how When tyranny starts happening, it seems like all the little wannabe tyrants, they have to get into the act. And so we need to pray against tyranny and come against tyranny because Satan is our biggest enemy. But I think his two biggest tools he's using right now is fear and tyranny. And if you wanted to add a third, it would be chaos or confusion. When you have young people that don't know what sex they are, and they're confused about it, and then you have the tyrants that say that the parents really don't have the right to know what the child is doing, and in a way they're taking the child away from the parent, and they're the ones that say it takes a village to raise a child, but yet this is the same group that wants Putin arrested for war crimes for taking children out of a war zone. Nobody ever bothers to see what happened to those children. I happen to have researched it. I know that the ones that are truly orphans are being well cared for, and the ones that do have family, most of the family has come and picked them up, and they've relocated the children with the family. And it's really no different than what we did when we left South Vietnam at the end of that war. Thousands of Vietnamese children were put on planes, and flown out of there before the Viet Cong came in and took over. And these are the same people that want to take your children and corrupt them, but they're always pointing their finger at the border patrol, saying that the border patrol is separating families. You know, you can't have it both ways, but that group seems to think they can. And so if we concentrate on fighting tyranny, fear, and confusion, and praying against it, and really training ourselves, of how to spot a tyrant before anything escalates, before you get angry. And so you can just avoid the tyrant. That's the best way to do it. I'm not a hothead, not in any way, but you can turn me into a hothead. If you're a tyrant and you're on a power trip, I will definitely try to bring you down a notch. Not for my sake, but for the sake of the tyrant. Because history is not kind on tyrants. Throughout history, all you have to do is do a search of tyrants in history and read about how they were finally dispatched. No tyrant has a nice ending. I know that I was in line many years ago to get car tags, and there was a lady in front of me and she was dealing with a tyrant. And the tyrant was all bent out of shape over something. I can't remember what it was, but this lady really was a tyrant and she really wanted to show everybody she was the boss of that tag agency, and the old lady that was at the window looked at her and said, Honey, you don't have to be so hateful. And that stopped that tyrant in her tracks. You could tell it disgusted her, but she shut her mouth after that. She waited on the customer, and everything de-escalated, but this old lady that was simply trying to get her car tags was being bullied really hard. Because this person thought she was powerful and thought she could get away with it. And so I think that we need to call people out in a nice way and tell them you don't have to be hateful. You don't have to be a tyrant. You know, that's not your job description. That's not what you're. a your public servant, we have to remind them that they're public servants. Because for some reason, everyone thinks that we're serfs and servants and subjects. They don't look at us as we the people the government of, for, and by the people, they don't think of that at all. They think that, I am in power, you're not. And so we really have to come against tyranny as much as we can, and I'll be right back and pick up where I left off. Always remember that Truth to Ponder is listener supported. So please visit the website, truth go to the support tab, and follow instructions to how to donate to this ministry. Also, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia. The zip code is 24319. This
1: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Why God almost killed Moses. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Moses. I mean, he's in the wilderness. His, his life is, his, you know, he's been the prince of Egypt and all these things. But the burning bush comes. I mean, you know, he comes to the burning bush. The voice of God comes. He's about to be entrusted with everything. Take off your shoes, Moses. First, God is talking to him and he's receiving a revelation from God. It's this high calling. He's chosen by God. The God of his fathers, choosing him to know God, to be the instrument of God's redemption, to redeem the entire nation, the deliverer, the liberator, Moses, the lawgiver. But something strange happens. As he's heading out to Egypt to fulfill this, God's waiting on the way. He's gonna he's about to kill him, the Bible says. And his wife Zipporah quickly grabs a rock and takes care of his kids because Moses did not circumcise his children. Why was God about to kill Moses? Why? Moses was entrusted with more. He used to be the lawgiver, yet now he was a breaker of the law. Greater entrustment means a greater responsibility, greater price. Moses is required, more is required of Moses. So you too. You want to do great things for God? You have a great entrustment, but you got to live with a great responsibility. Greater sacrifice, greater accountability, greater purity, greater holiness, greater focus, greater care, greater reverence. You want to do greater things in God? Live greater, live a greater life with greater obedience before God. For to whom much is given, much is required. Don't believe me? Just go and ask Moses. Want more? Ask for the entrustment on CD. Now the free gift for you. From the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim to the writings of the rabbis, the hidden writings that prove Jesus is the Messiah. Amazing stuff. The long hidden mystery. The mystery temple door is now revealed on CD. You'll love it in sar- sapphires. Guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus is a real Hebrew name, Yeshua. And you dial it. Just call for your free gifts now. 1-800-YESHUA-1 You will be blessed. But call now. one 800 Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and the unreached peoples of all nations on five continents with over a billion people. How? Well, it's amazing. Through Shory Radio, it's the farthest way your life can ever touch the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. The zip is 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, at Box One One One. One. Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, do the right thing. Shalom Aleichem, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Hayim, the Prince of Your Life.
0: Welcome back to Part 2 of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Behrman today. And I know that I'm sounding older all the time. I guess I'm getting older every day. But I sure miss a lot of people that are no longer with us. I sure miss a lot of people in business I used to do business with that weren't shysters, that were honest, who worked really hard for what they earned and they cared about the customer. There's still some out there, but there used to be a lot more than there is now. And I miss the days you could walk into a bank and and the bankers would have a desk out in an open room And they might have a little wooden fence. And once you went through that little gate, you just went and sat with any banker that you wanted to sit with. And it was all out in the open. And the bankers didn't mind if you brought the whole family in and they'd pull up a chair and all the kids would get a stick of gum or a piece of candy. And bankers have always been bankers and they've earned their sketchy reputation. But bankers used to be a lot more human than they are now now they're just bean counters and number crunchers. And I know a few of them have a heart, and I'm not going to say they're all heartless, but they're more heartless now than they used to be. And then when you look at our judicial system and the way the police force is all constituted now, I've talked to several officers who are retired that said that the people they drummed out of the academy in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s, because they were too tyrannical, were bullies. They were people they did not want to have in the police force. So they would weed them out. And like I say, I talked to these retired officers and everyone I've talked to about this subject has said, now that is what they're trying to hire. The type of people that we used to try to get rid of or keep out of the force, that's the kind of person they're hiring today. That's what they want. And I know that I've dealt with more than my share of tyrannical policemen and traffic stops or what have you and just two years ago I had some vehicle trouble and a police officer actually helped me push the vehicle into a safe location along the side of the road I said is this safe enough right here and the officer said yes sir this is exactly where I want to have it right here I said okay officer then I called a tow truck But before the tow truck could get there, and we're talking about an hour and a half, the actual county sheriff had the car towed because he said it was in an unsafe location. Well, I told him, I said, well, do some fingerprints on the fender of that car and you're going to find fingerprints of your deputy because he's the one that helped me push it there. Matter of fact, it was on his recommendation that I left the car right there. He said that's where he wanted it. And the county sheriff said, well, you owe us $300 for a tow bill. And I said, no, sir, no, I don't. I could tell what I was dealing with. And I told him, I said, you know, $300 might be nothing to you, but it means a lot to me. And I said, and the principal of this. He said, well, you're dealing with my office now. I said, well, don't your deputies represent your office? He said, yes. I said, well, I was dealing with your office when the deputy had his hands on my car, helping me to push it off the road. So don't tell me that I'm just now dealing with your office because I've been dealing with your office since five minutes after I broke down the car. And I know that we've all had frustrating experiences like that. And by the way, the sheriff got mad at me and hung up and told me I had to bring $300 in to get it out of impound. And he also told me he was going to charge me a daily fee. And I told him, go ahead and do that, but I'm going to talk to my attorney and get back to him. Well, apparently the sheriff called the county attorney in his county and he called me back in about 20 minutes and said, come get your car. He said, well, it's against my better judgment, but I'm going to let you come get your car. And I said, without paying a tow bill? He said, yeah, just come get it. I wanted to say so bad. Well, you called your county attorney and he told you that you had no grounds in court and that you were going to lose. I wanted to tell him that, but I didn't. I just went and got my car and got out of there. But that should not be the norm in this country. That's not how America was founded. And as the left likes to say, that's not who we are. Well, that definitely is not who we are. And I'm sure that almost every listener out there can have stories of tyrants they've dealt with. And it seems that we're normalizing things. Like right now, we're normalizing having words stolen from us like "flower." that the left has stolen for their flower children and their hippies. And now they've stolen the rainbow. And they've stolen the month of June. Now they're stealing the word pride. You don't tell anybody you have pride in your work. And a long time ago, they stole the word gay. And pride is a good word. And gay is a good word. And flower is a good word. And rainbow is a good word. They're all positive words. They're all beautiful words. And these Satanists have stolen those beautiful words to try to cover up their ugliness. There is a type of happiness that is called gay. And the traditional meaning of the word gay is a certain type of happiness. And I think it's great to feel gay, but not the modern way. You see what I'm saying about this? They stole the word. If I said, oh, I feel so gay today, someone would go, oh, wow. They would not think in their mind, Jim just said he's happy, he's contentedly happy. And so they've effectively stolen that word. And June is traditionally a time for brides. So that's why they stole the month of June. Rest assured they're going to steal more words and outlaw other words. They want to outlaw the word mother. And the word man, these people are absolutely crazy. They're just insane. But the fact is, is that we're tolerating it, just like we're tolerating the tyranny. And as we tolerate it, that's like throwing water on your garden and fertilizing it. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to come against anybody or be hateful. But we can resist. We can tell people, no, thank you. I don't partake in in what you're doing. And also, don't be afraid to stand on your faith. Tell people I'm a Christian and Christians don't believe that, Christians don't do that. These people are so used to not getting any resistance at all that they don't know how to take it. I went to a store and the young woman who waited on me as I was checking out, she had four colors of fluorescent hair, which if she wants to look that way, that's her business, not mine but she was wearing clothing that had skeletons and skulls on it. And all I could see was a clown that was in a death cult as I looked at this young woman who happened to be very pleasant and good at her job. But my spirit said, this person is in the death cult. And then you look at them closer and you see that they're for chaos. They're for things upside down. And so I'm not going to go back to that store. Now, you might think, wow, Jim, you're awful sensitive. Well, we have to stand up sometime, and someone has got to start showing these people that it's not okay. The chaos is not okay. The The corruption of our children, the stealing of our words is not okay. And accepting tyranny is not okay. It almost seems like everyone that is a bully And has a tendency for being a tyrant. They're all actively seeking some sort of public office right now because they're seeing it blossom and they're seeing all these tyrants get away with their tyranny. And I know that no matter how tyrannical it gets, when the tyranny ends, and it always does, like I say, it ends very ugly for the tyrant. But in the meantime, and that's where we're at right now, in the meantime, you and me and all the rest of us, suffer. We have to suffer through these tyrants. Everything has to be harder than it should be. There's a reason why suicides are up. There's a reason why blood pressure and diabetes and all these different comorbidities are skyrocketing. It seems like the world is more chaotic and more stressful than it ever has been. It wasn't that long ago when you could let the kids go out and play in the city park. Or if little 12-year-old Johnny said, hey, I want to ride my bike down to the fishing hole, you'd say, okay, have fun. Don't get your shoes wet. And that would be your biggest concern is whether he got a hook in his finger or got his shoes wet. Now you have to wonder, will I ever see him again if I do that? Are there child abusers and pedophiles out there? It just seems like everything has been stolen. And I'm not saying this country ever was innocent because I'm not that naive. But a big portion of our innocence, what we did have, has been stolen. And we have no innocence at all anymore. And when you have grown adults stripped naked and call it a pride parade and dance in front of small children, we're raising a whole group, a whole generation of youngsters to think that that is normal, good, and the right thing to do. And I think that it's horrible that our children are being misled in such a way. In the glue that holds all this tyranny together and holds these false flags together that gets us into wars and all the rest of the things I've talked about, the glue that holds us together is the lie. And it seems that no matter where you turn, you're going to get lied to. That's why I think the new truth media is so refreshing. When I catch someone in the New Truth Media lying to me, I simply turn them off and I never listen to them again. Now, if someone tells me something that isn't so, but they're not lying to me, they just didn't do enough research, or they were lied to, and they didn't research enough to find that they were lied to, I forgive them, because the error is human. But to stand in front of the people and tell them lies, and tell them things that you know are lies and mislead people on purpose for a political agenda or a personal agenda or whatever agenda they have, I don't agree with it. So I just turn them off. But it's so refreshing to have people on the radio and also podcasts, people like Bob Beerman, who come on day after day, and even the name of the show, Truth to Ponder, Bob Beerman comes out and lays it out as he sees it, and we need to have more Bob Beerman's on the radio And on television and on video, we need to have more people that are centered, Christ-centered, and also have wisdom, but also know how the world works. A lot of people seem to think that pastors and Christians are naive. And I have met some naive pastors, and I have met some naive Christians. I'm not going to say I haven't. But you'll find naive people in every segment of our society. But I think we need to be thankful that we have people out here doing podcasts and also radio broadcasts who are not afraid, who speak the truth, and they don't have any malice towards anyone. But they do have to be strong and stand up against what they're against. That's why I stand up against this transgender so much. First of all, there is no such thing as a transgender. That in itself is a lie. Everything is glued together with lies. Science, as far as what sex you are, well, that's been settled for thousands of years. I mean, ever since Adam and Eve. No, it hasn't. You're a science denier. It's really too bad that we have a whole generation of young people that that their minds have been corrupted to the point that they don't know what they are, male or female. I know that a lot of the people that go through these transitions, end up regretting the transition i've read a little bit about what you have to do to quote unquote transition the changes that happen to your body and the things that you physically have to do to maintain the operations that you get to chop it off of you or add it to you and it's atrocious and i think that the doctors that are doing these surgeries i think they're monsters. And if Jesus does not come back, and if sanity ever gets a hold on this world at all, in any way, shape, or form, I think that the practice of mutilating people is going to end. I think it's going to be outlawed just for the fact of the suicides and the medical problems that, and all the side effects that come from the drugs they have to use. It's not good. And if someone is male and has some mental issues, And one of their issues is that they think that they're a female trapped in a male body. Well, that's just another part of their mental illness. Giving them hormones and surgery does not cure their mental illness. They're not automatically happy. Okay, now I feel right. Most of these people end up committing suicide. And the ones that do not end up committing suicide go even more insane. And I've seen quite a few videos of these transgender-type people. They're arming themselves and saying that they are going to get revenge. Get revenge on who and why? These people are insane. But yet the gun control people, they won't say anything about the videos of these trans people or whatever they want to call themselves with guns. That's perfectly fine. But if you show just regular Joe out there with a gun of any type, oh, he's a white supremacist. Even if the guy happens to be black, if he's got a gun, well, he's a white supremacist. And to show you how delusional a lot of people are, there's a state senator, I believe in the state of Rhode Island, that saw a bumper sticker that was not for Joe Biden. And so this representative, I think he's a state senator, took his keys and he keyed this guy's car. While the guy was in the car filming it. And the state legislator was absolutely insane. And when the cops got there, his excuse for keying this guy's car was, well, I thought he's one of these right winger gun nuts and thought he had guns in his car. That's why he keyed the guy's car. Well, the police didn't buy that, ended up writing the guy up for vandalism. And it hasn't gone to court yet, but when we have people like that that are quote-unquote, our leaders, we're in horrible trouble. And so everywhere you look, you have issues and you have lies, and I think the only way we're going to combat that is live in truth, walk in truth, but study the truth. And don't reward people for lying to you. Like if you would catch me lying to you, it would be my hope that you'll turn me off, never to turn me on again. Because that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to lie to you. I'm trying to wake people up. I'm trying to help people. Now, I make mistakes because my understanding might, might not have been clear on something. Now, I don't have any specific instance of that that comes to mind, but, but anyone that has any kind of a talk show is bound to not be right all the time. There's just no way you can be right. Nobody's right all the time. And I know that if I should go astray or anyone else, in the New Truth Media that's honest and is here for the right reasons. Why, I know that you're not going to have anybody intentionally lie to you because that's what we're fighting. We're fighting against the father of the lie. We're fighting against the lie. And that also makes us more susceptible for Satan to try to throw things at us, to try to get us to be off track. And so we have to be extra diligent. That's why when the soldier came out and said that, that he was privy that the United States government is definitely going to bomb this nuclear power plant. I wanted to pass that along because the credentials the guy presented seem to be legit, but I can't verify what he said, and he could be a liar. And so the only way we're going to fight this is be very diligent. I would have to say verify everything you hear as much as you can. Satan is absolutely devouring people like a hungry lion right now all over this world. And it seems like there's an awful lot of people who are very willing to help Satan in his quest. And so really be careful of who you listen to. And everything that I say or everything that anyone else would say, you need to really check it out and don't rely on other people to do your thinking for you. And so I guess as far as solutions are concerned, the big takeaway that I want you to get from this episode is make it a habit to engage your mind and really sharpen your mind, quicken your mind to everything that's happening and think for yourself. Just because I say it so or someone else says something is so does not make it so. We are victims of that and it's been used very effectively in brainwashing Generations of people all over this world. Because people are generally good. I know there's a lot of bad apples, but generally people want to be thought of as kind and good. They want to be on the right side of things. And it used to be you could take someone at their word, but those days unfortunately are behind us. And so engage your mind and really pay attention to everything around you, everything you hear, the old adage that you have two ears and only one mouth really comes to mind. You need to use both your ears and really think things through before you speak. Because we're living in such an odd period of time. Everything's being recorded and monitored, and and there's lots of places in the United Kingdom that you're under almost like 24-hour surveillance by the closed-circuit television. And while law enforcement likes that because they could prosecute people, Well, it doesn't really deter much crime. I think a lot of people in the UK are used to the CCTV, so and so they just go along with it. But it's creeping into this country, too. There's a tower along the highway in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska, and it's a tower that's probably 25 feet high, and hanging off the side of that is a camera that's aimed at the road. Now, this is in the middle of nowhere. And this camera seems to have a 360-degree lens. It's very wide. I know that the lens can see. At least it can go half round, if not all the way around. It's it's at least a 180. But I think it's a full circular panoramic view that it's filming. But what are they filming in the middle of ranch country in Nebraska? On a little state highway that's not well-traveled. The first question is, what's it doing there? And the second is, who's looking at it and why? And so you have to represent yourself at all times in a way that is becoming of you and also represents your faith. I think that's extremely important. I know the world has lots of issues and I'm not going to solve them and Bob Behrman's not going to solve them. But if we put them out there And if we get enough people to engage, even if they talk in their family to a loved one or maybe a group that they go out and have coffee with or whatever, we have to start engaging. We can't just sit back and let things deteriorate. I know that if we just sit back and watch things get a little worse every week, every month, every year, all we're going to be is a year older the next year. And the situation's going to be worse. And I know that as I'm getting older, I don't like the direction we're going in whatsoever. And if it gets as bad as I think it's going to be, and if I live long enough, and if it lasts long enough, I definitely don't want to be an old man trying to cope with some of the mess that the powers that be that are under the control of Satan and his new world order and all those globalists. I don't want to be part of that world, and so I'm going to step out and I'm going to speak against it. I read just yesterday that the World Economic Forum said that they want to make it to where you only get to eat meat three times a year by 2030. These people are serious, and another group in the European Union, they seriously want to blot out the sun with chemtrails. They literally want to blot it out. And of course, they use their religion of climate change. I don't know how many religions there are in the fanatic left, but transgender and the homosexuals and the climate change and the, and the COVID tyrants. and There's a whole bunch of people practicing a whole lot of religions in that group. And believe me, it's not a religion you want to be a part of. And so keep your ears open, keep your eyes wide open. Really take notice of who your friends are, who you're talking to. Make sure you keep yourself as sheltered as you can without being reclusive, of course, but start taking care of you. I really think you need to do that. Well, I hope the right people heard this show today. I always enjoy my time at Truth to Ponder, and I would love for you to consider donating to this ministry. And that's real easy to do. You can go to the website truth2ponder.com truth2ponder.com and then click on the support tab and follow the instructions on how to give electronically through the Christian funding site Give, send, Go. Or you can send it in old school by mail and you can send checks or money order and you'd write the checks out to Ancient Word Radio and you would mail to truth to Ponder P.O. Box 510 P.O. Box 510 Chill Howie C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E Chill Howie, Virginia The zip code is 24319 Thanks again for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, stay strong, stay alert, but most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth2ponder.com. That's truth2ponder.com.